what you waiting on? Check, check us on your phone. This the Tony Sands show. Turn your radio on. Chelsea just turned down like a field goal, so we in the zone. Got games like a stadium. I'ma go ahead and pack the dome. I'm cooler, smoother. Make you think with your medulla. You a student. I'ma school you with the facts that I'm producing. This is for the high schoolers, college students. Nah, everyone can do it. Do this. I ain't new to this. My style is rich. It's lucrative. Maneuver through it. You know it's fashion. You know it's so sensational. Like my big homie Tony. BBS Radio. What's up? What's up? This is another week of the Tony Sands Show. I am Tony Sands, along with my co-host that's joining me out of the ATL, my man Mo Love. What's going on, Mo Love? Man, so hot in Atlanta, man. So hot in Atlanta, but it's great. How you doing, Tony? Man, it, it is, it's hot in hot Atlanta? It was about 100 degrees a day, sir. It's hot man, out there. It, it, man, it's been raining here in South Florida. South Florida, we've had it was hot earlier, but then toward the evening it started raining. Man, it, it I mean, it came down. The clouds came down out here, man. Oh, it man. was crazy raining down here. But listen, hey, we're blessed. We're here. We're enjoying good weather. We could be somewhere where it's forty below, thirty below. But guess what? We're in two great places. The ATL and South Florida bringing it to guess what? The rest of the world. Mo, let's get into this thing, man. Let's let's dig into it now. Mo, there's a lot of things going on in the sports world, specifically dealing with basketball today. The uh, NCAA had to go back and amend the Rich Paul rule. Right. For those that don't right. know what the Rich Paul rule was. Maurice, explain a little bit of the Rich Paul rule and what its intent was to be when the NCAA well, started out with this. What they did, they, you know, uh, LeBron James, it's LeBron James and friends. Correct. Athletes, AD and Audi, and having one this team as an agent. And NCAA said to them, Said, well, you know, listen, we're going to stop this. We're going to have them have certain qualities to become a part of the, of the NBA. We do get these kids out of, out of college. And Rich Paul have no degree. But but just imagine, you know, John, we grew up together. You know, we're in the same neighborhood. And you, you make it big and you, you bring your friends along that you trust. Correct. And that LeBron okay. did. And, that, and, and that's. And, but Marsh, you said one key word, LeBron did. How many guys yeah. do we, when we see take this journey, take this step, and they advance, how many truly of these guys really bring their close friends along for the ride to help them, not only for the ride, but to help them make money? So guess what? I make you just as successful. You work hard for me. And we merge this thing together, and it becomes a marriage of a friendship. Right. How often do we see this happen? Not, I mean, you see it happen, I'd say 40%, maybe 50 maybe. 
you don't see it often because sometimes the guys that are part of his entourage are right. pulling from him. You know, that they're taking from the athlete or the entertainer. And so what LeBron has done is he got his whole circle. And he said, I trust y'all, and I'm going to teach y'all that you're going to teach me, and we're going to build this dynasty together. We're going to build the brand. Business, man. And, have yeah. built, and they have built that brand majorly. And, 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 and when we look at it, now you got to figure, let's look at some of the guys he's representing. LeBron right. James, Anthony right. Davis, Ben mm-hmm. Simmons, Draymond Green. Right. Among some of his what we call quote unquote clients. And when we let, let's look at that now, let's break that down. You're talking about some of the elite guys in the business, some of the elite guys in the business. LeBron James, right. Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, Draymond Green, that you are bringing up under Clutch Sports Group, under the United Talent Agency umbrella. And I'm quite sure, in spite of him representing LeBron James, I'm quite sure LeBron James has an entity within this company, the United Talent Agency umbrella. Oh, definitely, definitely. Good business, man. And like I say, this came after high school. Didn't graduate from college. Didn't graduate from college. So now, when we look at this whole thing, we say to ourselves, it starts out with LeBron. And we look at the, the money that LeBron making. We look at the money Anthony Davis is making. We look at the money Ben Simmons and Draymond Green just got. Right. And they, some of these other agents that's been in the game for a long time and saying to themselves, wait a minute, hold up. How this young guy don't have a college degree, really hasn't been in the game as long as we have, is able to make this kind of money. Uh, something got to be done. Something's got to be done. Well, well let, let me say, share something with you. You know, we we in the, we in the um, close to the 50 range. And it's hard for an older person to get range these kids. Not say the hip hop, these kids are branded in a different way. So if you're not in that 25 to 37 range, it's it's hard to, the kids got to relate to what you relate to. Correct. They have got to relate to, and doing coaching, I've been coaching for a while, and the hard nosed coaching that we learned back in the day is no more. You know, you got to have that coach in the middle. It, it, it changed. So you just that. So with my agent, I'm trying to get these kids. I'm talking their language. Correct. You know, you we you know we're at all the cat. We talking over their head. We tell them right. what they should do. We tell them we 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 telling them, the younger guys to tell them what they want to hear. Man, I can make you millions. I can make you the star. We can we can make it happen. I got you. Correct. Yeah, that's what they telling them. And yeah, what, and, what they go ahead. And that's what they and that's what they want to hear. They want to hear, hey, you can turn me into something to make me something. So right. I need X and I know and, and he's understands the mindset of these guys. Right. Right. So the right. NCAA, and I think this came after criticism from all mm-hmm. over to say, wait a minute, hold on. To, uh, for this to take place, you guys are knocking a young man out of making money just because he doesn't have a college degree, but he's put up Correct. some of the biggest numbers in contracts 
in the NBA. Is that right? right. Is that the way this thing works out? I don't. I, I mean, I, I find it hard to believe that you're telling me that I got to go have a college degree. And right. there are certain people that is running the world that doesn't have yes. college degrees. Correct. You understand what I'm saying? You got people that, yes. that are powerful running the world that don't have college degrees, but you're going to ask an agent to have a college degree. That's kind of crazy. That's Some I mean, owners that have college degree. The owners don't have, a, don't have a college degree. You know? Hey, some of the players he represented don't have a college degree. So right. would, would they say, okay, and they tried that. The NCAA, remember they tried that when a lot of the young guys were coming out straight out of high school. They said, okay, now you got to go spend a year in college. Which, when I look at LeBron James, I look at Kobe Bryant, you look at guys that was able to make that leap. These were successful guys. Right, right, definitely. These were successful guys. So, for me to say that that you got to have a college degree in order to negotiate a contract, and I understand, I understand that you know you're trying to look out for the best interest of these guys, but well, 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 give them classes. I mean, I mean, give them, give them. I mean, you have to take, give them something. You want me to learn something? Give it to me. I can improve my my brand, improve myself. But you know, but like I say, he's a black young man, right? Yes. And he's making money. And some agents, you know how it is. They saying, why this young black man making, making all money? this making money? All these people, the big making way. all this money. Yeah, he's making all this money. So I'm trying to figure out how you and the NCAA had to backtrack. They had to, you know, they stuck to some of it. But now this is the one word that was interesting that I that I, that they said they would allow it. They 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 kicked out the, the the degree. They they did kick that to the side when they went to saying, okay, we'll amend this. But they they still have the discrepancy. Right. Because they got to look at your character. So they, to me, all they did was did a loophole around it. They just did a loophole around it. They did not stay with it. They loopholed around it. So, okay, we'll kick out the Greek degree because it's causing too much controversy. But we know, coming from our environment, the average black man has some type of background. Rather it be this, that, other, it don't even have to be law enforcement related, but it there right. is some type of background there. So right. I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. You take out the degree, but you add that clause in there. Right. Does that, is that your way still of eliminating some of the young, young upcoming guys that are saying, guess what? In this generation, being that YouTube is out, being the social media is out, these guys, this generation don't want to work for no one. They want to be their own CEOs. And I don't blame them. Right. I don't blame them. That's why this generation they're producing more millionaires than any other mm-hmm. generation. Because these, they're, they're out here using the network to make them money because now they can interact with people all over the world in a time right. to where we could not do that. We right. could not interact right. with about the world. So I'm telling you, it is going down. But Marsh, another subject we got to tap into, man, that's, you know, dealing in the basketball, Chris Paul, we glad that they was able to make the right decision. But Marsh, here in South Florida, there is 
not only controversy with the NCAA, but there's controversy. And I don't know if you want to call it controversy, but it is a situation that's brewed. Football is big here in South Florida. In Florida, we're one of the biggest states that produces uh, football, professional athletes, college athletes all across the country. But when it comes to our football coaches, they're the lowest paid. And I'm finding out now that our referees are having the same issue as the coaches on the field. Really? Wow. And I I got someone that's joining the show that we're going to talk to about this one situation. Referees trying to figure out how they can, and in in, in a sport to where, guess what? Where there's high demand for the athletes that's in the sport, why isn't there high demand or high pay for those that control the sport from a standpoint of right. on the field, on the control? But man, Tyrone Montgomery is joining the show. He is a ref here in South Florida. Tyrone, what's going on, my brother? Hey, how you doing, Mr. Sands? Man, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good, man. Shoot, at some point, I was wondering if I was going to maybe get out on a Friday night and watch some football. I was thinking about this Atlantic, Delray, and DFL Beach High School game, but at one point it was off. Now I'm hearing it's back on. What is causing this on-off of do we take the field or are we not taking the field? What has made this come to the forefront of this fight to Pay you guys or not pay you guys? Uh, simple. The uh, FHSAA, which regulates all high school sports in the state of Florida, has put a cap on the amount of money officials shall be paid, should be paid. But we as independent contractors feel that is wrong because you take the negotiation process away from the officials. When you sit there and say, this is a cap, this is... This is the max you're going to get. That's not fair because, like I said, you take the negotiation out. Yeah. And, myself, and Go ahead, Tom. Personally, um, I've been doing this about 10 years. Um, I love the game of football. I mm-hmm. love it. Uh, I enjoy going out on Friday nights to watch the kids play and to be a part of that. And um, me, personally, I think something is systematically wrong with our system where if you telling us we don't have any money to pay you, um, it's something going on with that. I find that hard to believe. And tell, tell me this now. When did they, when did they all of a sudden put the cap on this? At what point was the cap put? It was it some that just recently came in? Was it some that was uh, godfathered in a while ago? When did they start? When did they put this cap on this? Yeah, as, uh, to be honest, I think this has been going on for a while. And then in recent weeks or in the last month, I'm finding out that uh, different associations around the state do things a little bit differently. Uh, One area uh, may get a little bit more in your travel expense as opposed to what we get in our travel expense. And also they negotiate around the state a little different with their associations. We're under the Broward County Athletic Association. Uh So... You know, our process is a little different from what they may be doing in Orlando, the Central Florida Officials Association. Even in Tallahassee, the Big Ben Officials Association, everybody do things a little different. 
but it all starts at that $65 cap. So now you said it's non-negotiable. So you said it's a $65 uh, cap. Yes. Right. Okay. Now with the $65, that that's just starting out. That's does that include you got you you brought up a travel expense. Does that include the travel expense? No, that's not. That's something that you deal with your association. Like I said, we're under the Broward County Athletic Association. We deal with them on that travel expense of different than what other areas may do. They okay. also they allow us a twelve dollar travel expense. So Trust. from sixty five you go to seventy seven per game for varsity football in our Broward uh-huh. County area. Yeah. So yeah so y'all make seventy seven dollars yes. per game. Yes. And give me a okay, just take this is like a, a state like Texas. Because I know when 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 we talk about Florida for some reason, I don't know why. We've always been at the bottom of the the bottom of the barrel rather than the pay in, in every area. Texas, oh, Mr. Sands, I'm so glad you brought up Texas. Oh, my God, you was reading my mind. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, goes, this conversation is about to get real good now. <laughs> let's, let's dig into it because I know Texas, and, and I'm trying to, because with football, I brought this topic up a lot with football coaches here in South Florida, and I'm saying to myself, we're under the same type of governing body in Florida that we are in Texas. There's this called a school system. We're not dealing with the private school sector. We're kicking that out the door. But we're talking yeah. about the public school system. So how yeah. is it Texas government and legislation are able to pay their coaches and their refs? How much do them refs make before I get into that? How much do their refs make? Um, on a night, depending on how far you have to drive to your game, uh-huh. A Texas official can get two hundred dollars a game. Wow! Ooh-wee. Now hold on, now let me let me. I, I'm just getting started with this one. <laughs> Once the playoffs come, uh-huh. and they get to the championship game, they also get a percentage of the gate. Wait a minute, hold on. Hold on. So yeah, yeah, back, yes. So back up, back so, up. I, I, so they two hundred plus I, a percentage of the gate. Yes. Well, well, well why don't doing in Florida like that? I have no idea because um, me personally, I was fortunate enough in 2017 to work a state championship contest with uh, Coco and Jacksonville Reigns. Mm-hmm. A wonderful experience. I mean, a great experience. I would, any official that has the opportunity to work a state championship game, by all means, do it. It's It's great. But at the same time, you would think as the playoffs advance round per, per round that play, maybe the officials pay will go up. It doesn't happen that way. So, and then, like you said, in Texas, they get a piece of the gate. So when you work yes. that, that, that championship game, you guys did not get a piece of the pie at no point? No, I got uh, – the, the, the playoffs go up maybe 4 or $5. I think my pay was $81 for working the state championship game. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's listen. I, I, I'm, and I'm trying to, because I'm trying to wrap my. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how do Texas get the money, and Florida doesn't get the money. Now, you guys at one point were saying that you guys were going to strike, but not. I'm not going to a work stoppage. Put it that way. We're yeah. using work stoppage instead of strike. Work stoppage. Okay, yeah. Uh, last Monday, because I'm off. 
Okay, I'm a member of the board. I'm, a, I'm currently the secretary of our Football Officials Association. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my board members, um, I respect their decision, but I didn't agree with their decision. They voted to go onto the field. Me, personally, I didn't agree with that. But so again, we pre- presented that to our members, uh-huh. and um, they want to they want to officiate. They know it's not. They want to pay raise, but they right. voted to go out on the field. And I respect anyone with their decision. I have no problem right. with that. Right. But but Todd, but tell me this now, okay? You, you you was in a situation to where we, we know here in South Florida football got to play. It, it, it has to move in order for Friday night, Saturday night, especially when you're talking about high school football, it's got to move uh, for the bigger picture of football here in South Florida. But at what point did you guys, what did you guys get or what did you guys give up to go back on the field? Normally in negotiations, there's a give and take. Okay, I'll go back on the field, contingent we sign something stating that we will get back to the negotiation table. Was something like something like that done? Nothing was signed. We had the gentleman from the BCAA come in and make a verbal promise. Me personally. Now you know about uh, verbal promises. You know about verbal think promises. Actions speak a lot more than words to me. <laughs> exactly. Right. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> I didn't agree with that. But like I said, I'm a board member and I I respect their decision, even though I don't agree with it. Me personally, this season, I won't work a game for seventy-seven for the varsity this season. That's my that's that's my stand that I'm taking. Okay, now now Palm Beach, now Palm Beach did take us. I think is Palm Beach still at a stalemate work stoppage, or are they going on the field? Uh, as of right now, I think they're supposed to be having a meeting tonight with their administrators, mm-hmm. and and uh. Who knows what's going to come out of their meeting? Uh, I think in the past weeks or so, they've been having talks. Nothing has come forward, and they have stayed strong as far as saying they're not going out on the field. Also, in the Fort Myers area, uh, they have stayed strong saying they're not going out on the field as well. Now, as a whole unit entity here within the state of Florida, and, and you normally when you when you you know, and I'm going to tell you why I, I speak on that, because when when you look at when you're trying to negotiate as an entity and all you guys are, because the ultimate goal is to get to the state championship. At the end of the year, but there's no state championship if there's no referees. Now, take for instance, right. and we're this close to Palm Beach County, and this is what kind of and I thought about this and I've been processing this. If Palm Beach County and it, it brought me to my mind when when uh uh at, Atlantic, when they were saying we're, going, we're on, we're off, we're off, we're on. Say if Palm Beach County decides to say, okay, we're not, we're not doing it. We're not negotiating. If they're not going to give us our pay, and I'm going to play devil's advocate on both sides. If they say yeah. we're not going to go on the field, will Broward refs cross into Palm Beach County? We voted overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly not to do that. Okay. That's that that came to my mind because it, 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 I said, OK, that'll defeat the purpose exactly. of at least them guys standing strong yeah. for what they what their cause is. Now, exactly. what if 
They come out of this meeting tonight, and all of a sudden, they bump Palm Beach County up to ninety dollars. Have you guys? Have you? Because they stayed, they stayed longer to the course. I think in negotiation, you push it all the way to the door. What I mean by to the door is that first, I'm gonna take you. If I have to take you to Thursday night, I'm gonna take you to Thursday night because I gotta make you sweat. If I negotiate with you early. You're saying to yourself, guess what? They need this game. We don't need them. Yes. Have you guys I, went over there and thought about that? Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Mr. Sands. If that happens, hey, quite frankly, and I'll be the first to admit, um, I'll say we got played because we yep. didn't push the envelope. Because I, I compare this to like a poker game. Correct. You can only bluff for so long. You got to show your cards eventually. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. You understand what I'm saying? You can't just bluff. Correct. And my thing was, if, if I'm going to play this poker hand, I was going all in. And the thing that I want people to hear and I want them to know, it wasn't anything against the kids. See, that's the narrative that was trying to be spent and when, they do uh, that all the time. And I, and I tell people all the time, stop trying to use the kids when exactly. it's on when it's on our, 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 our side to get paid. We always yeah. say, oh, you do it for the kids. But now it reminds me, of, 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 again, of the NFL. The NFL do these type of tactics. Yeah. They, when a person wants more money, I, we get brainwashed and feeling sorry for the organization and not <laughs> for the people. Right, I don't right. I don't buy it. Don't let them push that to y'all about no kids, because guess what? These kids going to play this game. They're going to be going off to school, making their money, and they're not even coming back to think about the poor refs that was on the field officiating this game. Exactly. Who's got to take care of their family just as well as anybody else does. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sorry, Tony. Finish go with ahead, the no, statement. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And the thing that people fail to realize is on a Thursday night or a Friday night, whatever night the game is being played, they forget that we get up 6 o'clock, 6.30 in the morning and go work a full-time job. Exactly. Right. There are times after work, I don't even come home. I have my uniform in my car. So by the time I leave my house 6 o'clock in the morning and when I'm getting home 10 o'clock, 10.30, 11 o'clock at night, I've been gone, what, 16 hours. And they don't understand the sacrifices that we make. We have to, you know, be to the school by 5.45, 6 o'clock for our pregame. You got to take the field at 7. And then your game lasts, what, two to three hours. They don't understand the sacrifice. And that's why I said when people are trying to spin the narrative about, oh, don't do it to the kids, don't do it to the kids. Well, Broward County school system, don't do it to the officials. Broward, no, tell Broward County school system, don't do it to the kids. As, as, and that was a comment I made to the gentleman from Broward County. I said, yeah, you yeah. want us to do this? Or you wanna, I said, how? You want to put the narrative on us about the kids? I said, how important are the kids to you? What would you do to make sure officials are out on the field on a Friday night? That, how important is it to Broward County, who is exactly. the, technically – is the entity for looking after children. How important is it to you guys to make sure that these kids are on the field? Stop trying exactly. to put it at us 
like as if we're doing something wrong in the negotiation. We deserve more pay, and they know it. But they're gonna. I guarantee you, when it's time for that guy to negotiate his pay with the Brown County School System, I guarantee you, he don't want to hear nothing about. Oh, I'm gonna go to work because it's other kids. Yeah. He want his money. Exactly. He going all in. All in for it. All, exactly. all in. And he's probably part of it, one of the unions, one of the teachers' unions, or or, or something like that, mm-hmm. who just came out of negotiation and they was gung ho on that they need raises. Yep. So how is it? Now tell me how much do the state? How much do the state? Who now the sixty-five dollars is that coming from Broward County's fund or is that coming from the state fund? Well, it comes through the schools and in, in the county, but it's just a cap. Okay. That the state imposes, which is the maximum. Some hey, they can pay you less than that, but that's the maximum. Now so pay, I'm glad you brought up less? the state. Yeah, FHSAA. Every season. Before the season ever starts, we have to do registrations with the state. How much does that cost you? For me to register for one sport with the state, it's 46 bucks. Wow. <laughs> they get 46 bucks for each, you know, for football officials. So right. just imagine how many officials that we have in the state and mm-hmm. the amount of money that goes to the FHSAA. Just say, I'm, oh. I'm going to show you something. If we were to do the math on it, let's do the math. Yeah. There's got to be what over a thousand officials at least. Oh yeah, big time. About a thousand officials throughout the state. So you a thousand times forty-six. Yeah, what, big time. Where's that? Where's that money going? And then you got to remember, we play football, we play basketball, we got volleyball, right. we got all these different sports, wow. and all these wow. officials have to register through the state. So they're the sanctioning body. Okay, so there's now okay this and the F and I always say the F is they they remind me of the NCAA. Exactly. They remind me of the NCAA setting guidelines, making rules up high, not thinking about those that are down below because they have never been this low to understand what is going on at the lower level. They're only thinking about the mighty dollar. That's how they operate. That is how they're going to continue to operate because to them, it's about the money. People sit Correct. there and let them bamboozle them with it. But it is what it is. You're talking about just that 2,000 reps. You're talking about $92,000. Yes. $92,000, and that's at 2,000 reps. But you're saying cross the board. So if I decide I'm a guy, I want to rep basketball. I want to do volleyball, and I want to do football. You pay a little bit more. Look at what I paid into that. Instead of saying, okay, that 46 is going to carry you across the board to all the sports. You're registered through all sports, which is crazy. Exactly. So now, back to what I'm – back to this this $65 expense. Now, can the state pitch in – why doesn't the state pitch in – toward that 65 why they say they don't pitch in toward that's a very good question i know uh within the last month the uh state had a leadership conference up in jacksonville and from my understanding a couple of the officials from our area went up to this conference and they brought up the point of renegotiating that 65 dollar cap 
And from what I was told, the executive director pretty much drew a line in the sand and said, no, he's not crossing it. Okay. Now, once that, when this boycotting picked up steam, now all of a sudden, uh, maybe it's something we can do next season. We're going to form these advisory committees, and we're going to see if we can put a plan in place to get you guys more money. But they never said how much more money. But my thing is, okay, and it's just like when you when, when guys come back, uh, when they're coming back on the football field, they're coming back on the basketball field, and they say, okay, I'm going to report back contingent that we sign a contingent agreement that this is what I'm going to get in the because see they not they could tell you uh we, we decided we're gonna put it off another year to go back to negotiation. Why why didn't you guys as a unit and this is me as throughout the state you guys got I'm quite sure you guys got in this area you got a regional rep, a regional president or whatever have you. Why didn't all the reps in the state of Florida in each region get together and, and state to themselves, listen, if one doesn't get it, we're all going to follow suit with it. And did you guys ever go down that road to say, listen, here in South Florida, just say Palm Beach, Dade, and Broward County. Just as Palm yeah. Beach County is standing firm and taking them to the door. I, I'm going to tell you something. I feel positive that when Palm Beach County come out of this, I think they're going to come out of this with the with some with the raise because I think they pushed it longer. Yeah, I believe that as well. And I believe uh, it. To, to to go on your point, what you just made about a, why didn't nothing get done? I, I stand beside you on that. My thing is, like I said, you know, actions speak a lot more than words. If yes. something was put down on paper, now you have something to bring back to your members and say, this is what's going to happen. Um, like you said, everybody has to stand strong. Um, I applaud what Palm Beach County is doing. I applaud the gentleman and his members over in uh, Fort Myers area. Um, they're taking a stand. And you have to take a stand on something or else you'll fall for anything. And I feel right now that's what's happening to the officials in Broward. I believe we're exactly. just falling for anything. That's yeah, they're falling for they got nerve, and, and, and I'm going to tell you something. And, well, I, I broke it down hourly. Say if we say that you guys get $77. The average game takes about what? You guys are there. How many hours you guys are normally take far as from the time you get to the game, not the time that the game going, but the time you get to the game, to the game the game is, the time the game is over. How many hours is that? Is that by five, by what, by four or five hours? Yeah, because we normally get there between 540, five to six, and the game lasts anywhere now between 930 to 10 o'clock. So you're talking about almost at least four and a half hours. If you exactly. break that 77 down time, and I'm going to just say four dollars. I'm going to just throw four out there. You guys are still under pretty much getting close to being under, under minimum wage. If you break it down hourly, even if you say five, and I'm, I'm just adding on by the time you get there. Really, I should add on the time that you leave your house. Yeah, to your time you yeah. return back home. Exactly. Because in a lot of jobs, they pay you from the time you leave your home to the time you get to your wherever your job site and sometime when you travel back home. That's what I consider travel expense. You got to figure $12, you got to spend that in gas. Especially exactly. when you get 
If some of you guys driving SUVs, which I'm quite sure the majority of men referees drive SUVs. Yes. And myself <laughs> personally, I happen to live in Delray. Oh yeah. So <laughs> and, yeah. And sometimes I may have a game Everglades High School, and you know what Everglades High School is at, Tom. Yes. Yes. So you understand what I'm saying? So they, you know. I, I feel and I understand what everybody everybody's battle to this thing is is, is wrong. Sometimes we got to say, you know what? I got to stand firm on this. We take it back to the civil rights movement. Yes. In order to make people move, I think you guys, to me, Broward County jumped out of it too soon. Yes. Broward County jumped out of it too soon uh, uh, before they took him to the door. Because I think the first, really the first Broward County game starts next week, right? The season could, could starts next week. What is it, kickoff well, games this week? Yeah, well, actually we're doing kickoff games starting Thursday. Starting Thursday. Correct. Yes, kickoff games, so now, yes. So now, if we say, okay, the kickoff games doesn't mean anything anyway. Right. They just warm up for the coaches and the players. We're not, we're not working this week. We're not going to work this week. And even if you got intent to go back the following week, you got to send a strong message that, hey, we're willing to not play this. Because when you look at it, I'm going to tell you where the pressure would have went back at. The Florida High School Athletic Association would have been in trouble. Yes. They would have been in trouble because guess what? Sooner or later, and it's going to happen just like the NCAA it's going to fold. It's going to crumble. The Florida High School Athletic Association will would have to crumble or they would have to put some money in the pot because they could not have allowed with the sponsorship that they get. Believe me, they get sponsorships all over. If there's no football, because football runs Florida, if there is no football going on throughout the state of Florida, I guarantee you they would have moved. But you didn't move the, to me. I don't think Broward, and I'm gonna say I can't say Palm Beach because Palm Beach is still standing the course. I think Broward jumped out of it too soon. They didn't push them to the door. They should have waited this week. I wouldn't have played because this week would have been their test week because several schools got to play. This week would have been the test week for them to say, "Guess what? We ain't playing. It ain't number. The games don't count anyway. So why would you worry about it? Why would this would have been your week to me to where?" They would have had to move, especially when someone say, oh, ain't budging. Because, see, he's saying he's not budging now. But when those sponsorship people tell him, hey, we're pulling out. Mm-hmm. Ain't no football. We can't attach ourselves to nothing. What's the purpose? Exactly. We're pulling out. And they did not stand the course enough uh, for that to happen. And you jump, They jumped out of it. They jumped out. Of it. It's like almost... Telling someone, hey, listen, I ain't going to play with you no more. But as soon as the door opens, you run out and play with them. I wasn't <laughs> testing. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't testing. You didn't test them. Yep. You did not test. They didn't test them. And then the, the, to leave it to where we're leaving it on a verbal. We know yeah. verbals don't hold up in a court of law. Only thing would have held up in a court of law was a piece of paper. Exactly. You would have. Then we know, okay, you signed this contingent. 
we play this out this year and we get back to the negotiation table. They don't have to technically go back to the negotiation tables because they know, guess what? Brown County going to crumble real easy. Exactly. I don't think and we I showed the balls enough to stand the course because I'm guarantee you they would have played football. Yep. They, now, what about the private schools when y'all do the private games? Is there any change in that, though? Do y'all get more pay in those games? No, it's the same amount of money that's been, I guess, been negotiated for so X amount of years, whatever okay. cap the state sets. You're They've right. been following along with it as well. Wow. Wow. Man, we got to get back. I, my producers hit me over the head telling me we got to go. But, hey, we got to get back to this, man. I got – me and you got to get back on this subject. I got to bring you back on. And I'm going to bring – Please you, do. Please I'm do. I'm going to find some refs in, 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 in Texas, some refs in Georgia, and we're going to all come on because I want to hear what they're saying as far as how they get into negotiations, how their salaries are up so much. But, man – Ty, Ty, we got to go, man. I got to head to Texas. I got I got my Texas insider on the air. We got to talk Zeke and Elliott. We got to see who's going to blink in that. Zeke or Jerry right, Jones. Man. All right, my man. We're going to head to a quick commercial break, and we're coming back with my main man, Bill, from Texas, the insider, the man that knows everything about when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. He lived. If he was to die, and they cut him open, stars would fly. Stay tuned here on the Tony Sands Show as we talk. Zach, indeed, we're back here on the Tony Sands Show. And listen, I was talking about referees here in the state of Florida not getting paid. But there are some people out in Texas. One is doing a work stop and say he's not paying, playing unless he's getting paid. One guy is playing but turning down $30 million. But we're going to dig into an insider who knows the Cowboys through and through. My man Bibbs is back joining the Tony Sands Show. What's up, B, out there in big Texas? Man, you know, it's everything big in Texas. We just out here doing That's how we it. do. That's it, man. Listen, Making you big news, and, 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 you know, everything big in Texas, so the news is big, too. And, and what you just spoke about, him turning down his money, it's, it's, it's big news out here. Let's dig into it now. Let's, let's, let's dig into that. We're saying we know, we know that turned down $30 million, but now. There's three guys that's got to get signed here. Dak, Amari, Absolutely. and Zeke. Which one of them mm -hmm. do Texans see as the most important person that the Cowboys got to get signed in order to reach the area of the Super Bowl that they got to get to? Well, I mean, I just do it for anybody. You know, if you watch the Cowboys games and you watch how they facilitate their offense, it goes through number 21, Ezekiel Elliott. So, in my eyes, or oh, in a lot of people, you know, around the state of Texas, feel like Ezekiel Elliott should have gotten his money first. But we also do understand that he is under contract for two more years. Now, Correct. I'm not saying he should get extended. I'm not saying he shouldn't. I mean, based on the numbers that he has obtained throughout his career in the NFL, even with the missed games and stuff, leading the league in rushing two years in a row, you know, or two years and he, out of his three years, since he's been in the league, you know, that's, man, that would speak volumes for how much he should be getting paid or how valuable he is to the to the team, the Cowboys, let alone the NFL. So I feel personally that he should be getting paid first. Now, the type of money he should be getting paid, 
Now that's the question. That's the that's question. That's the up, right? You know, that's the big that's the big deal because I don't think it's an issue whether or not they're going to pay him or not. It's how much are they willing to pay him? So they're willing and, to and, pay him. That's that's, and the, that's question. the news. And that's the news, and that's been the million dollar question in Dallas. And and an offer has already been extended to Ezekiel Elliott. Now he hasn't definitively, you know, turned it down like that. What Dak did today, but it's still in the negotiation process. You know, and so. Like I said, I think Zeke should be getting paid first, and then Dak should get paid second. But I think what Jerry might do, and this is what I've been hearing, is that he's going to pay them both, and he's going to pay them probably within a certain like within a certain amount of hours of each other. So, and, and for that reason, the media, you know, he yeah. likes to play on the media. And, and, so and that's what I tell people all the time. You got to understand everything everybody's seeing right now. And I, Jerry probably planned this whole thing out, and people don't realize, because I, I, you know, right. I, I know Jerry Jones. Jerry is a guy I gotta bring news to the Cowboys because the more news I bring to the Cowboys, the more money the Dallas Cowboys make with Brandon. Absolutely. That's why they is the number Absolutely. one franchise in the world. He know what how important Dak, Zeke, and Amari is. He's had a big three before. He's had a triplets, and that's what got him to his Super Bowl. But let, uh, let me listen, let's listen to a soundbite of what Jerry Jones uh, was saying uh, when it came to Ezekiel Elliott and giving us the update on Ezekiel. We're going to listen to this quick soundbite for about two minutes. Jerry, when right. Steven says we're not going to be market setters, are the, are the players and agents buying what you're trying to sell there? Well, uh, really, uh, where it needs to be sold and done is uh, at the check writing spot. It doesn't make any difference about all the others. When you think about it, that's where it stops or starts. And so that's not being any way other than uh, that's where the responsibility lies. And uh, uh, that's uh, just being prudent. Uh, that starts with one of the main jobs we've got is uh, managing our resources to put a football team on the field. You guys are outstanding cap managers. <laughs> and y'all know what we're uh, paying our players, what we're paying our line, our offensive line, what we're paying our defense, uh, what we should be paying our defense as time goes along here, Lawrence. All of that's coming, and we're going to keep this opportunity in place. As I personally see this opportunity, we're going to keep it in place here for several years. So uh, you can't run around the block. You can't do it the easy way. You Jerry, there's a couple easy. circumstances where you kind of stuck your neck out for Ezekiel. I think that's fair to say. How much are you personally bothered that maybe he's not having your back like you had his in your view? Well, I the issues that um, I uh, were involved in that you allude to, uh, I felt strongly that uh, uh, Zeke had the high ground. And, uh, uh, and so... I have anticipated, I do with every player, I have anticipated a time when no matter how together you are in your thoughts or as teammates or organization mates, uh, there comes a time when uh, your interests diverge and you've got to sit down there and reconcile. Uh, that just happens, and uh, well, that's what we're into. But, uh, and, and, and Bibbs, now you got a chance to hear some of the what, uh, what Jerry said. Jerry, right. if you hear it, he said, you guys are cap, you guys understand and know the business, but he also said, we're going to keep this together for many years. With that being right. said, with that being said, 
Jerry Jones know his timeline for bringing this all together. Say, are you asking me that? Yeah, I'm asking you, Jerry Jones. Do you do it appear that Jerry Jones has a timeline of when he want to bring this together? Listening to that soundbite. Well, I don't know if I got. I don't really know if he has a timeline, but I do know from listening to Jerry speak in, in a couple of different interviews, he wants those three, although especially Dak and Z. You know, he wants those. So he drafted those two guys. It would look good to his organization. His everything for him to sign those guys and then ultimately win the championship. And then, of course, with them trading for Z, I mean, for Amari Cooper, they, he would like to extend Cooper also because they're going to they're gonna need Cooper to get to that pinnacle or whatever that they're trying to get to. So I, in a sense, I think he, he knows he has the pieces to the puzzle, and so he knows what he has to do. But it's going to take, you know, Jerry to negotiate and be Jerry Jones himself, Stephen Jones, whomever else, to get those guys on the contract and get it done. But it's going to take those three. He's going to have to get those three. Now, that might mean he has to let somebody else walk in the future. Maybe a Byron Jones, a cornerback, you know, somebody that, yeah. that's, also, that's also up in line to get extended soon. So he might have to let him walk, you know, and that is, but he's also drafted well. And that's why you, yes. draft, you try to draft well so you can have people in the wings waiting to take – you know, the place of maybe if you have to let Byron Jones go, you know, like the, like the kid out of Miami, he's big, big cornerback that, you know, fits the scheme of Chris Richard. Right. So, you know, he, so they have things in place, you know, so they won't panic if something goes wrong. But at the end of the day, all I can say is you're going to need Ezekiel Elliott to run the ball or ain't nothing going to work in Dallas. Now, you know, like you said, that's because they, you know, as you heard, big news today that Dak turned down thirty million dollars. Let's listen to a soundbite. Listen as Greg Jennings and all the guys saying, "Is he worth the thirty million, or is he not worth the thirty million? We're gonna play a minute of that. Doug, play a minute of that soundbite, and let's listen to this, and then we'll get back into breaking this thing down. Who's right? Who's wrong? NF, uh, NFL FS1 analyst Eric Mangini. Eric, good to see you. What's up? We'll start you with an easy one. Different different looking looking show. I know, right? Yeah. Is Dak Prescott worth $30 million a year? Well, that's a a really difficult question because if you look at it from a standpoint of is he one of the top five best quarterbacks in the NFL, no, I don't think you can put him in that category. But he he is in a situation where he's able to renegotiate his contract. And when he looks at the people below him and the people above him, especially a guy like Carson Wentz, he's got to feel like, I deserve that money. And and in fairness to him, if you look at his wins, if you look at his completion percentage, if you look at most of the major statistics, he's been as good or better than Carson Wentz. So it's fair for him and his representatives to say, that's where I belong. Do I think... Now, and, and you heard, what's your take on that, Bibbs? How do you view Dak Prescott importance to the Cowboys? Uh, I mean, whoever that guy was, he really, he was spot on, you know. Eric Mangini, that's Eric Man. you know, that was Eric Mangini. Oh, talking. okay, the, the, the former coach, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he, he was spot on with, with his analysis because, like he said, Dak's numbers are as good or better than a lot of those quarterbacks that are, are, are paid like top, you know, tier quarterbacks. But 
what what separates those a few of those guys like Brady and 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 um, Russell Wilson and Ben Roethlisberger, they have Super Bowls already. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So he doesn't have the Super Bowl. Now he is important to what the Cowboys do and what they need the need to be done, but he still has a lot of room for improvement. So is he worth Carson Wentz type of money? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But the forty million, we're gonna have to meet somewhere in the middle. You know, and Jared, we're gonna have to. You know, Jerry, know he got to get this deal done before the collecting and bargaining agreement runs out, because if he waits till the collecting and bargaining agreement runs out, and he gets ready to go try to sign uh, 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 that, that it's gonna be more toward that forty million for real. Right, right, right. So that That's I have to give kudos to the Eagles because the Eagles went out and took care of their business with their quarterback Carson Wentz early. They signed him. Yeah. They didn't care what the media had to say about him being injured all the time and not playing in the playoffs. They went ahead and signed him for that thirty-two million. And I promise you, the Cowboys wish they would have did the same thing. And now they yeah. have to deal with the negotiation process. But I don't want people to get alarmed. He asked for forty because that's what you're supposed to do in negotiation. You start yeah. high, and you uh-huh. and you can work your way down. So I'm not too alarmed by the forty, but I don't think he's going to get forty. He'll get thirty-two. He'll get the thirty-two. I guarantee you, yeah. they're going to give him thirty-two million at least. He might get thirty-two point five. Yeah, they're going to. You know? It's going to put him in that. As long as he's in that top five cap, is answering what Jerry said. I'm going to make all three of them in the top five pen of their position. Right. Now it's up to them whether or not they want to be top five or number one. And that's what I'm kind of don't that's want. I, I don't want to see that happen. You know, like somebody's ego, well, I want to be the highest paid running back in the NFL or the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Now, I think Zeke has an argument there, but yeah. Dak for sure doesn't have it. Dak doesn't have it. I think Zeke has it, and I think Amari Cooper got to understand his place in this whole uh, puzzle that, hey, listen, I got to think he does. first. Because he's, he's been he real does. quiet on this. Yeah, I think he's, he's been, been real, real grounded quiet. about the whole situation. He hadn't heard too much. He just wanted to play and prove that he still is that thousand yard receiver that he was coming out of Alabama. And when he first was right, I really feel like that's what he's at with it. It's, it's like, hey, I just want to show y'all I'm going to be worth the highest paid receiver when I get done this year. Just watch. That's how kind of how he's been going about camp and everything. Like, I'm going to just show you. Now, agents, I don't know. They're different. You know, they can be different. The agent can be totally different than what, you know, or saying something <laughs> totally different than what the player is saying, you know? Correct. <clears throat> then that's the, that's the question. I think uh, some of these agents, and I think that's why they, I, would, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, wouldn't be surprised if I think that Jerry had something to do with uh, Zeke leaving and going to make Cobble to, to train. That way, guess what? The media can't get to him as much to find out what have Jerry said to him because I know Jerry have told him, listen, I'm going to bring you back, son, but I got to make sure. And this is the way he talks. Right. I got to make, I got to make sure. I got to make sure that we bring a lot of attention to the Cowboys. And when we bring right. a lot of attention to the Cowboys, that bring me money to pay you because he right. know that brand is important. But let's switch gears, man. That ain't why I got you on. Let's stay in California. Uh-huh. Maurice, and, and, and Bibbs, I got my main man, Maurice, out of Atlanta that's joining the show also. He joined the show. Maurice? How you doing? How you doing, Listen, brother? How you doing? Let's talk well. A-B talk. Let's talk some of this A-B talk. Oh, your, man. What is your uh, understanding? What do you think about A-B? First, it was his foot. 
in the cryo chamber. He didn't go in there with his, with the boots on and any frostbitten his feet. But now it goes from his feet to his head. I don't how even much, get it, Tom. How much of that you think Tomlin knew prior to uh, the the departure of AB out of Pittsburgh? A lot. I think he knew. I think he knew just about everything that we're now seeing in the media. You know, yes. that's just stuff that they were able to keep in-house. You know, they were able to keep those things in-house. A lot of things did get out, but a lot they were still able to keep some stuff in-house. But, man, Tony, come on, man. This dude, he's ridiculous. I mean, when you Bro. when you look at and I wonder, because I think one of his teammates finally came out today to say, hey, listen, enough is enough. Now, we need you. We need you. We understand it. And he, I guess he found out that the NFL was not going to bluff. But let's listen to this soundbite. Doug, can you cue in that that, that soundbite that, that we have about uh, A.B.? The culprit all along. See, does A.B.'s recent behavior give you a little more clarity on his relationship with Big Ben? Now that you look back, you, you still feel, was it, was it more Big Ben or more A.B.? Well, this is the thing, Jenna. I, I know A.B., and I know the league, and I know too many coaches. I know too many players, and I know behind the scenes. That's what I said this weekend. Mike Tomlin was a big winner. Ben Roethlisberger. Now, Ben played a part. Ben has his own little issues. But Antonio Brown, out of all the characters in Pittsburgh, he should receive more of the blame than he wants. And I'm not surprised. I thought Pittsburgh, even though they do run their family business, as Coach Mangini says it, a little bit different, it's not a place where you can just go crazy in Oakland. Oh, yeah, that's where that's where players go. If you want to act a fool, go to Oakland. That's always been in the 70s, in the 80s. And now they're continuing that by trading and rewarding. So for me, this is just the beginning of what A.B. will do, because I don't believe he's going to deal with losing a lot of games, not being in prime time. Well, so so. And as you heard, that was my man C.C. talking. Bill, you heard what he said. Can Will AB adjust to losing if they if the Raiders start losing early, and that prime time that he's not really going to get in California because everyone is asleep when the games are being played, will that affect AB and how he perform on the football field? Well, I definitely think winning will help it. Um, of course, it'll help it. I mean, but we also got an opportunity to see. You know what losing did to him when he was in, you know, in, in Pittsburgh. Correct. You know, with the outburst and the, you know, we stuck and you know, just this, you know, this is different antics. So I don't, I don't, I do think that we will see. I think we will see um, him, you know, cut up a little bit more <laughs> throughout the season <laughs> at some point. But Correct. I don't think it'll stop him from playing games. Though they actually need, you know, Antonio Brown over there in, in Oakland. Like, I don't know, even know who else they have to throw the ball. Well, they, a few different people, but they need Antonio Brown and his skill set. Will yes, he be, you know, right in the head enough to, to, to help them? I don't know. We're going to have to see. And his skill set is his skill set is is unbelievable when it comes right. to a receiver and his passion to win and his passion to play this game at a high level is, is is unmatched now john gruden is backing his receiver john yeah, gruden is backing his receiver i mean 
And that's kind of yeah. odd. You know, yeah, I, 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 yeah, when you pay a guy thirty million, yeah, you got when you give a guy thirty million, you gotta back his you yeah. gotta as they say, you gotta back his play. Yeah, especially after last year, you know, trading yes. Khalil Mack, trading away yes. Amari Cooper. He can't he can't can't have an issue with his highest paid player right now. That's right true. right off the gate. Yeah, he can't he can't. He has to play it like that. But you know deep down inside he's irritated as hell. I know it. Oh, yeah. You know oh, how yeah. John Gruden moves. He irritated, but he chose to come back after ten year hiatus. So this is what you get. Yeah. He, he and he's getting it. He's getting out that. Oh, I don't know he, but I don't think he realized it would be this much. I don't think he well, thought I, that this would come think, out you know, this when, fast. I, 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 I think. What's that, Mario? I, I think so. I think he, I know you the guy. I just he maybe thought he could tame it a little bit, that you'd be able to tame the situation, you know. But you know where you're getting a, a, a situation with a Brown like that. I just he just probably said, well, you know, I probably can tame. I can deal with it, but he didn't know it's gonna be that big. I don't think. I mean, he did have Keyshawn Johnson, didn't he? That was a yes. diva. Y'all, he yeah, he did. Yeah, but oh, it wasn't so. a diva. Keyshawn was not. I don't. Keyshawn was a diva, but I don't. I think this new age wide right receiver diva. It's totally different than the old. Right, right, definitely. I think it was a I'm different man. Say something. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, and then we know when John Gruden coached, it wasn't the social media like it is now. Correct. With all the bleacher reports and all that, you get certain reports on certain stuff, but everything is right in your face now. Soon right. it happens. Right. And so he's gonna have to catch up to that. That you know, I think he talked about that on his quarterback count. You know, about having to catch up to the, what the media you know, has out now and whatever. So, you know, and I think he's really still having to have to adjust to that. You know, as yeah. soon as he walked into a locker room or to a press conference, whatever was said or was done going to be for the whole world and already saw it, you know. They've already saw it on the field. Everybody has their phones while practice is going on. So everything is right there. And like A.B. said, because he lost his arbitration today. They, right. And the league wasn't, I don't care what, the league was not going to bend on that in this day and age due to the fact of concussions and all the legality that all the suing and all that that is going on with the league with the concussions, they weren't going to bend on this. So when he said, when when AB came out, and I think he kind of stretched it when he said, "I will retire if I can't wear my helmet." I think he kind of stretched that out a little bit, over exaggerated that because you're trust me. You're going to play in that game. You're going to play this great game that has bought you all the fame that it has bought you. True. You're going to play this game. So I didn't see him once this ended because I knew what was going to be the outcome. The outcome was that they were not going to bend. At that point, maybe if you would have did this thing a little silently, the league probably would have, you know, tried to maneuver something. But once you called the NFL out, we found out how that ends. And if I mean, you don't yeah, be, yeah. go ahead, Bill. You said it right. You said it right, though. I mean, with what they're dealing with, with the lawsuits and CTE and all these different things going along with the brain issues and head trauma, there's no way that yes. they were going to budge on a helmet. Like, no, oh, we were trying to gear towards making the game safer, you know, and, and of course the equipment that they use, their, their, the technology within the equipment they're trying to make safer for the game. So why would we let you? Out of all the, the people in the NFL, not be safe, you know, not like safe. To our right. standards, like they, they, yeah, he he was crazy. He, to me, it was really babyish. That wasn't even a diva. That was kind of like some 
well, I can't play on the team I want to play on or, or with my brother on his team, so I quit. You know, <laughs> I quit. quit. I ain't playing. I don't want to play. I'm going in the house. Yeah, I'm going in the house. Yeah. I'm not even playing with you guys. But, A.B., man, listen, I wanted to tap into that A.B. Cowboys. Hopefully when we, we join up next week, we done either got Dak signed or Zeke has arrived back into camp. We got to get one of those two done. We ain't worried about Amari Cooper because Amari Cooper is doing Amari Cooper, as he always is. We just got to worry about do we turn down $32 million when the pot goes to 32 or do Ezekiel Elliott decides to call Jerry Jones Bluffs? You'll find out next week here on the Tony Sands Show. Hey, Bill, Maurice, man, listen, Mo, I'll see you this weekend in the ATL, let the ATL know the Tony Sands show is coming to Atlanta this weekend. Yes, we'll be in the yeah. ATL this weekend. The, the Tony Sands show is on the road. Listen, man, thank you for joining the show. B, I'll see you on Saturday. I'll talk with you on Saturday. More love. Tell Atlanta to get yes. ready. Uh, yeah, I have a good All right, take it easy, my brothers. All right. We close All right. out the show. <laughs>